Our second scripture lesson this morning comes from the prophet Amos. On this day of the Lord, on this day of resurrection, let us allow God's spirit to speak through us and give us hope and give us joy in our hearts. The prophet Amos, a prophet is one who speaks for God. Now God has given Amos some visions and this is the third vision that God gives to Amos. This is what God showed me. The Lord was standing beside a wall built with a plumb line, with a plumb line in hand. And the Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? And I said, a plumb line. Then the Lord said to me, see, I am setting a plumb line in the midst of my people Israel, and I will never pass by. The high places of Isaac shall be made desolate, and the sanctuaries of Israel shall be laid waste, and I will rise up against the house of King Jeroboam with the sword. Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent to King Jeroboam of Israel, saying, Amos has conspired against you in the very center of the house of Israel, and the land is not able to bear all his words. For thus says Amos, King Jeroboam shall die by the sword, and Israel must go into exile from its land. And Amaziah said to Amos, Go, O seer, flee from the land of Judah, flee to the Judah, eat your bread there, and prophesy there, but never again prophesy at Bethel, for this is the king's sanctuary, and it is the temple of the kingdom. Then Amos said to Amaziah, I am no prophet, nor a prophet's son, but I am a herdsman and a dresser of sycamore trees. And the Lord took me from following the flock, and the Lord said to me, Go! Prophesy to my people Israel. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy God, we come to you this morning happy to feel the breath in our lungs, your breath in us. We are happy to be on this earth. We are happy to be here together. We are happy that you care so much about us. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength 
and our Redeemer. Amen. Now, Amos is some pretty powerful medicine. Medicine like that can taste bitter. Amos should come with a warning label. You open that book and it should say, by prescription only. And then in tiny print, possible side effects, headache, dizziness, ringing in the ears, prolonged exposure could cause hearing loss, agitation, possibly severe at times, gastric distress, nausea, and ex <laughs> death is possible if you take too much. And in extreme cases, Amos may cause hope. We don't know a lot about Amos. We know a few things. We know he was a herdsman and a dresser of sycamore trees. We know he lived in the southern part of Israel called Judah, which was its own kingdom at the time. And he lived during the middle of the 8th century BCE, and life was pretty good. The land was prosperous, and there weren't any wars. So it was good for most, or some. Now, as I said, a prophet is essentially a person who has to say what God has told them to say. Nobody wants to be a prophet. The prophet is the one who has to tell people the really hard words. So God sends Amos across the border to the north, and God gives Amos these visions. And by the third time that God has given the vision, Amos, the first two times, has pleaded with God. My people are so small. My nation is too weak to do what is right. But this time, God says, enough. Now, the plumb line, you know, has the weight on the end and will always show you when a structure is straight and strong. But Israel, as a nation, does not measure up to God's building code. The foundation is off kilter. The, the support structures are crooked. It cannot stand. God has been saying all of this in chapters 1 through 6, and it hasn't made any difference. So God says to Amos, your political, your religious institutions, they're all coming down, and by the way, your king is going to be killed. More than this, Amos preached this in the Bethel National Temple. And so the priest kicks him out and tells him never to come back. You are not going to preach here because this is the king's temple. And furthermore, Amos, go back to where you came from. So what really happened in real life? King Jeroboam died peacefully in his sleep. It was his son who was killed by the sword. And the nation was overthrown and the people sent into exile. And that was the end of the nation of Judah. You look at the succession of kings, 
That's it. And just 30 years before, life was so good. But they got the unit of measure wrong. The nation was measuring by the success of the stock market and annual growth rate of the GDP. But Amos said that's the wrong unit of measure. Look to the least of these, my vulnerable people, how you treat the children, the widow, the immigrant, the poor, the powerless, that is the true measurement of the success of a nation. By the way, Gandhi also said that. <laughs> but you trample the poor, and you crush the needy, and you sell chaff as wheat and pink sludge as beef. So let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. That's Amos. You know who loved the prophet Amos? Martin Luther King. He loved the prophet Amos. He loved to quote Amos. Let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. See, Amos stood for love. Love for those who get trampled. Amos tells of a passionate God, a God who cares so deeply for the littlest and the least, for the poor and the child, the immigrant and the widow. Because all of our lives, are built together in that structure. So today I'm thinking about Johan, the one-year-old who had to appear before an immigration judge, a one-year-old. Amos is speaking up for Johan. And I'm thinking of Rodolfo Rodriguez, the 91-year-old man who was taking a walk, permanent citizen of the United States, and a woman beat him with a brick and said, go back to where you came from. Amos is speaking up for Rudolfo. And I'm thinking of Uriah, the 12-year-old boy who was delivering newspapers with his mom, and he got one on the wrong doorstep, and he went back to get it, and a woman sitting on a park bench across the street thought, mm, there's something fishy going on there, that black boy going up to that house and coming back with something. So you know Uriah, on his first day, 12-year-old, doing the paper route, got the police called on him. And Amos is speaking up for Uriah. I love Amos. Amos shows a God who cares for the last and the least. Amos cares and speaks out for all who wish that somebody had spoken up for us at the times when we were vulnerable. 
Amos also cries out for the parts of our souls that participate in injustice. Amos calls out to the part of my being when I wish I had spoken up more. God's unrelenting, passionate love is for all, the poor and the not poor, the weak and the strong, the powerless and the powerful, the left and the right and the south and the north, because God longs to save us from ourselves. God loves us enough to tell us when we do not measure up. God gave us an image this week about what happens when we do measure up. And the cries of the vulnerable come to the ears of the world. And 12 boys and their coach are rescued. This is the kind of love that Amos is talking about. This is love on a massive scale. This is love that got the plumb line straight. 22 nations, Israel, Russia, Czech Republic, Canada, Germany, India, Japan, the Netherlands, Sweden, the Philippines, Spain, Laos, Myanmar, the Ukraine, Chile, the US, Thailand, China, Great Britain, Australia, dozens of governments and agency and private companies. When I said all those nations, didn't it sound like Pentecost? <laughs> right? <laughs> In the caves themselves, there were believed to be mountain spirits. And there were Buddhist shrines and Hindu hermits. And there were Christians all over the world and Jews in this rescue effort. We measured So if we ever think that it is not possible to measure up, to come together and do amazing things in the power of love, we have to remember this past week. So I want to keep in my mind that picture of Adul Saman, the boy who greeted the divers in the cave, the one who was able to speak the languages. He was born in an area of Myanmar that doesn't exist for the rest of the world. He has no citizenship anywhere. But because he lives in that border area, he was able to learn the language of that little province, Wa, and he also knew Chinese, and he also knew Thai, and his parents smuggled him as a child into Thailand, away from the violence, so that he could have a better life and an education. And he learned English, so that when a British diver popped out out of the water, there was a duel. 
illegal immigrant, stateless little boy, speaks five different languages, who translated. I want to remember him. And I want to remember we. It was one of the boys in the hospital that you saw raise his arm in the boxer's victory fist. There was laughter in the background in the hospital when he did that, and I think Amos is laughing with them. And the littlest 11 years old, Titan, who wants fried chicken, is that globalism at its most amazing? So the world came together and they measured up. We measured up. That's the plumb line of love, straight up and down. And that's what Amos is talking about. So I began the sermon talking about Amos as powerful medicine with some tough side effects. You know how it says that, that your doctor has determined that the healing powers are greater than the risk of the side effects? When you get it, your doctor has determined well, God has determined, the great physician has determined that the healing impact of Amos is worth the side effects. Because when taken as directed, the words of the prophet Amos heal hearts and souls and bodies. Hearts heavy with despair take Amos and over flow with hope and eyes filled with tears and sadness take Amos and overflow with tears of joy when the world measures up to that love about which Amos preaches apathy wakes up to action and one condemned to almost certain death when the world takes Amos, fully recovers to a glorious life. Amos is powerful medicine. It is the most powerful. It is love, strong, pure, unrelenting, truthful love. And it will save our lives. Thanks be to God. Amen.